Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
And our Redeemer, our very, very present help in this time. Goldie's here. Uh. Okay, we are testing. Testing, testing. Okay, saints. Wow. We praise God. I think we are back in business now. Uh, once again, saints, we greet each of you in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, our strength and our Redeemer. We thank God for this another day that he has graciously allowed you and I to experience. We thank God for who he is. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we have been working on our most recent topic, the birth of Jesus. The birth of Jesus. We looked at capital A in our outline, firstborn son, Luke 2 and 7, Exodus 4, 22, capital B, fulfilled scriptures. 
Isaiah 53 and 7, Isaiah 61, verses 1 and 2. And it brought us down to capital C today. Mary was pledged to be married. Mary was pledged. She was not yet married. She was pledged to be married. And God knew that her turning up pregnant when she was pledged to be married was not going to look very good. And he purposefully did that so that it was it was kept from the wise and learned, but it was revealed to his little children. And God does that. He keeps and hides things from the wise and learned and reveals them to us, his little children. We looked at Matthew 1 and 18. We're going to look at Luke 1 and 34 very briefly this evening. Luke chapter 1, verse 34. From the New International Version, Mary says, how can this be? Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin, capital C, Mary was pledged to be married. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin, capital C, Mary was pledged to be married. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, again, we thank you. We praise you. We appreciate you. We magnify you. We pause reverently here at the close of our day to say thank you for all that you have done. You have protected us from dangers seen and unseen. You have done more for us, Father, than we can even fathom or even imagine. The little bit that we do know, the little bit that we do see, we want to say thank you and to appreciate you for what you have done, Father. We don't want to be unappreciative sons and daughters. We don't want to take for granted the many great things that you do to us, through us, and for us. Father, we pray that as we study your word this evening, you will bless us once again with your wisdom, your knowledge, and your understanding that we may better comprehend and grasp kingdom that you have placed us in, kingdom of God. We thank you, Father, in advance, trusting that you're going to do something special in our midst this evening as we gather together in your most holy name. This is our prayer in Jesus' mighty name. We pray, amen and amen. Luke chapters 1, verses 26 through 38, deal with the birth of Jesus foretold the birth of jesus foretold now why was the birth of jesus foretold because god does nothing without first revealing his plans to his servants to prophets if god is going to do something whether it's real real good or whether it seems real real bad god is going to tell his servants the prophets. We see here that in the sixth month, God sent an angel, sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Now, we want to immediately examine that very closely because what you see immediately is that God sent an angel. Gabriel to Nazareth, a town called Galilee, to a virgin. To Nazareth, 
to a town in Galilee to a virgin pledged to be a man, pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Now, what is it that we are seeing here? That, that God, God will find you out when you are doing the things that are pleasing in his sight. Just keep that in mind. It, you may be from a small town. You may be from a small village somewhere. You may be from an obscure little neighborhood. You may be right in the middle of a, a, a gang-infested gang area. God will find you out when he wants to. When you have been faithful, I listen to me, child of God. When you have been faithful and God is flashing Noah in my spirit. Noah was faithful. Noah was found, found pleasing in the eyesight of God in the midst of a wicked an adulterous generation. You can, when you when you have been faithful, God will seek you out, find you out, and give you a special blessing. Now that that's that's all you got to see. All you and I got to worry about, or or keep our eyes fixed on, is being faithful. God will find. Here was little old Mary, pledged to a man named Joseph, in a little old town called Galilee, in a little old region called. Nazareth, here God sends an angel. The Bible says the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. I want to encourage you to focus in on them two things right there. Being highly favored. When the Lord is with you, you want to make sure that you are highly favored. Make sure that you are pleasing in the eyesight of God, and God will send you heavenly messengers. God will send you destiny helpers. God will send you individuals, whether they be, whether they be, they, they, that will help you clarify your destiny, your God-ordained destiny, that will help clarify the blessings that God has in store for you. The angel went right to Mary and let her to know that you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Now, the Bible says Mary was greatly troubled at this word and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Now, this is heavy to lay on 13 13, little 12, 13-year-old girl. This is some heavy stuff. This is some heavy stuff for a grown grown man or a grown woman to have to have to try to comprehend. Remember, Mary won't be about 13, 14 years old when she gave birth to Jesus. She won't be about 13, 14 years old. Very, very young girl pop up pregnant like this right here. But you say, Apostle, what, what are you trying to get us to understand? Well, well, you know, Mary understood, and God is flashing this in my spirit right now and sharing something with me. God said, Robert, Mary understood the concept of remembering her creator in the days of her youth. She understood the concept. And this is one of the reasons why when they came looking for Jesus, when Jesus was 12, Jesus asked his parents, you know, because they won't buy 24, 25. At least Mary. She won't know old woman. Jesus about 12 years old, Mary about 25, 26. And they came back looking for Jesus. They, you know, they couldn't find Jesus, couldn't find Jesus, came back and found him in the temple. Jesus asked them, said, why were you looking for me? 
Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house about my father's business? In other words, Mary, you understand the concept of seeking the Lord in the days of your youth, of remembering your creator in the days of your youth. I'm hearing Jesus in the spirit. That was why you were picked. Because you remembered your creator in the day. That's why God picked you. And now you're wondering where I'm at. You're wondering what I'm into. What were you into at about this age, mama? Mm. <laughs> you were serving God at about this age. You loved God at about this age. You went to the things of God at about this age. Why is it strange that you see me doing some of the same thing? Why were you looking for me? Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house, about my father's business? I'm hearing Jesus in the spirit. Don't you remember what they said about me before you even, before you even conceived me? Don't you remember what the angel, God didn't send a low-ranking, small-boy angel. God sent Gabriel. What did they say? Why were you looking for me? Do you remember what they said about me before I was even conceived? Before you were even pregnant with me, do you remember what the angel said? We're talking about, we're talking about birth of Jesus. This was not something that happened in a corner somewhere. This was not something that... That, that happened without a great deal of disclosure on the part of God to, to his servants. Mary and Joseph had heard all kinds of things about Jesus prior to his conception. Mary said, how will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. Now, see, here's, here's what be sometimes limiting us. When we think that God has got to follow our way of doing a thing instead of us allowing God to lead us in his way of doing a thing. In other words, Mary said, look, you know, I might be young, but I ain't stupid. I know how babies normally come about. Normally, a man has got to be with a woman intimately in order for her to get pregnant. So Mary said, look, what you are saying to me, angel, goes against everything I understand about how babies are produced. And you say, Apostle, what does that mean? See, you've got to understand that there's going to be some things that God is going to do in your life that are going to go against everything you understand about how blessings are supposed to come. Mary said, how can this be? How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. I'm here, Mary. Part of the reason why I maintained my virginity like this was so that I wouldn't pop up pregnant. And here you are telling me that I'm going to be pregnant. <laughs> you said, Apostle, what you got, man? You better understand that some of the things that you have worked very, very hard not to happen may be some of the things that God will allow to happen to you to bring about his glory. Some of the things you, I mean, you was working real, real hard for that there not to happen. And God said, that's exactly what's going to happen. Job said it like this, what I have feared most has come upon me. In other words, the very thing, Job was working real, real hard so that he wouldn't have to, to go through all that kind of craziness. And God said, hey, all that kind of craziness is exactly what you're going to go through in order to take you to the what? the next level.
Oh, we about done. Some of the saints look tired in here. Like they've been through a lot. How can they be? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. See, that right there. That right there. See, see, when the Holy Spirit get anything, then that which was impossible with man is now possible. When the Holy Spirit get in that thing. So what we want to do, children of God, is we want to always keep ourselves flexible and pliable to the reality that the Holy Spirit might get in this thing. See, you know, remember the disciples had been fishing all night and hadn't what? Caught anything. Holy Spirit messed around and got in that thing. And see, this is why, children of God, you always want to prepare for where you want God to take you. Not necessarily prepare for where you at. Prepare for where you want God to take you. Because when the Holy Spirit get in that thing, then you can go from zero to 100. Real, real fast. You can go from no fish, been working all night to so many fish that you got to call others to help you. Prepare for where you want God to take you. Prepare for where God has told you you're going to go. See, that's the difference between the wise and the foolish virgins. Wise virgins were prepared for where they wanted God to take them. The foolish virgins were not. Some of us claim we're expecting and looking for God to do big things, and we're not prepared anyway. What you prepare for is let me know what you're really expecting from God. What, have you, what, what, you, what you preparing for? Because if you ain't preparing for no big move of God, that's because you're not really expecting no big move of God. Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. See, Apostle, what's drive. When the Holy Spirit get involved in your affairs, when he get involved in your business, when he get involved in your ministry, when he get involved in your finances, that which you could have never done will now become easy. That which you could have never done on your own. Mary could have waited around the rest of her life. She wouldn't come up pregnant like that right there without being a man, but because the Holy Spirit is involved. See, when the Holy Spirit get involved, it's a new set of rules. What? When the Holy Spirit get involved, it's a whole new set of rules. Things don't work like normal when the Holy Spirit get involved. There's a normal way that things work in the earth then there's a normal way that things work in the heaven. See, in the earth, we can't fly. See? But when the Holy Spirit gets involved, you can. What do you think? How do you think we're going to get to Jesus during the rapture? It's called flying or being caught up. We're going to just float right. We're going to defy the laws of what? Gravity. So when the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit gets involved, it's a whole new ball game. Holy Spirit get involved, how you doing things, and how leave, uh, leave folk wondering, how did he do that? How did she do that? How, where, where did that come from? How was they able to do that? How, who, how? But Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be barren 
is in her sixth month. Look at that. The people said she was barren. The angels say she's in her sixth month. <laughs> the people say she was barren. God says she's in her sixth month. You say, Apostle, what you're trying to get us to understand? That people's report about you, you don't you don't you don't you get too caught up in people's report about you. Wait, let me hear what God got to say. The people said Elizabeth was barren. The people said she would never have a child. The people said that, that, that she was gonna be childless, but the Holy Spirit said she's in her sixth month and will give and will give birth. Want to encourage you, child of God. You know. See, some of you all you mess around and get yourself bound and get yourself limited by the people's report. What has God, who's, my Nigerian brothers and sisters saying, whose report will you believe? See, we will believe the report of the Lord. Why? Because the report of the Lord got to be true. The report of man may and may not be true, but the report of the Lord got to be true. The people said that she was barren, but she's in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. Just keep that in mind. Nothing is impossible with God. I may be going through this right now, but nothing is impossible with God. I may be finding it a little difficult, but nothing is impossible with God. Nothing. So I got to stick with God because the closer I stick with God, the, 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 the less impossible stuff I'm going to run into. Nothing is impossible with God. So let me get just as close to God as I possibly can because nothing. the Bible says that all things are possible to them that believe. If I believe strong enough, that will be possible for me. If I believe strong enough, that will be possible for me. Nothing is. Mary said, I'm the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. Mary said, look, I am prepared. I'm the Lord's servant, and I'm prepared to submit to the Lord's wishes. I'm prepared to submit to how God wants things to go. Maybe say I'm the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. Maybe it was pledged. Pledge. Hadn't married yet. Hadn't been with a man yet. Holy Spirit said, Don't oh, none of that matter. Holy Spirit, I can say, I got this. I got this. Holy Spirit said, I don't need man's conventional ways of doing things to do my thing. The Holy Spirit said, I don't need that. Holy Spirit said, I don't need for you to go to a doctor to be healed of cancer. Holy Spirit said, I just say be healed. Holy Spirit said, I don't need you to work on, on a nine-to-five job to make you rich. Holy Spirit said, all I got to do is say, be rich. <laughs> Holy Spirit said, I don't need man's conventional ways of doing nothing. Holy Spirit said, I can do it any way I want to do it. Yeah, I could have let you marry Joseph. Could have let you have sex with him. You know, could have let you do a whole lot. But that's not what that's not I I purposefully chose to do this thing in a way that you're not going to understand, that Joseph's not going to understand, that the people looking are not going to understand. And that's, again, why we need a revelation from God. That's why we need to hear from God. Because God going to do whatever it is God going to do, he's going to do it strange. Going to prepare yourself now. Whatever whatever God going to do, where he get the glory, he's going to do it strange. He's going to do it real strange. So prepare yourself now. He's he gonna do it strange. He's gonna do it. you. You wouldn't even you wouldn't even be expecting. You know, it's almost like uh, you know the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. They start you out pretty regular looking thing, and then they'll 
There'll be a twist. There'll be a flip script in there. You won't expect that. Oh, they'll put a girl up there, never show the faces of the people. The doctors and the nurses working on it, they have a girl, all bandages all up. And we, they never show her face either. Oh, she'd be bandaged all up. The doctors and nurses been working on her, trying because she was just too ugly, just too ugly. But they never show the faces of the doctors and the nurses that's working on her. And they working on, working on, and they got all bandaged up, and they done tried all kind of surgeries on her. And then finally, they, you know, they got the music playing and the, the suspension bill, and right at the end, they remove the bandages, and the girl is beautiful. And they show the pictures of the doctors and the nurses, and all of them look like monsters. Big faces. It's got a twist. You weren't expecting that. You was expecting this girl maybe to bend the big face and all the doctors and the nurses to be it and twist. And I think that 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 one was entitled "The Eye of the Beholder." Eye of the Beholder. You know, and it go along with the saying that beauty is an eye of the beholder. You know, because what's beautiful to one may not be beautiful to another. You know, what's attractive to one race or one culture or one group of people. You got one trace of one culture of uh, individuals in Africa where they take the young girls and they put these rings on their neck, stretch their necks out, you know, almost a foot high. They keep every they get older and older, they keep putting these rings on their neck and stretching their necks out. Oh man, the more rings around your neck the finer you is. Cats be like, Man, look at that guy right there. You man, she got about ten rings around her neck. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, culture. And culture. One of the things that, that that really concerns me, you know, especially as I, you know, travel throughout Africa and different things, and uh, you know, uh, it, 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 and I'm gonna say it, you know, the truth. Y'all can't do nothing against the truth, no way. The Bible says can't nobody do nothing against truth. What amazes me is how many of our our black women, African American women, have been have been uh, brainwashed by uh, basically, you know, uh, uh, white culture into thinking that something is wrong with their natural hair, you know. All over, I'd be all over Africa, i see it all over the U.S. with men, just about every black woman, African-American woman, feel like she got to have some fake some fake hair put over and covering up her hair. You know, I wish that our, our women were secure enough and confident enough and believed enough in, in what God had given them so they didn't feel like they had to look like some other race or some other group. God wants you and I to be happy or to be content with how he made us. You know, I wonder, you know, I I don't know, but I wonder, you know, how I would be if I was a woman, knowing like I know now, you know, knowing like I know. I think, you know, you got a lot of of young girls, especially around in Africa, they wear their hair much like like these two young men here. They wear their hair just like that. No chemicals, no fake nothing, no hair weave, no extension. They wear their hair. That's how a lot of young girls wear their hair. Just like, you know, you can't even hide. If you don't see them, if you don't, you know, see them just right, you might think, oh, man, it's a boy. They turn around and you see this girl. So just wearing their natural hair. Just comb it out a little bit, keep it kind of kind of close cut. But we want to be to a place, children of God, where we are, you know, see, 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 I can't let, you know, and we, we, we got to be careful that we don't, we don't let the media or we don't let, you know, TV or we don't let magazines define beauty to us. God has already told me in his word that he makes everything beautiful in its time. 
I know I'm beautiful. I don't care about what you're talking about because I know it's my time. And the word tells me that God makes everything beautiful in his own time. And I want to encourage you and let you to know under the sound of my voice. If you under the sound of my voice, you too are beautiful. It's your time. God saw fit to bring you about, to bring you into existence for times such as these. You were before the, the foundations of the earth were ever laid. God determined in his, in his grand scheme of things that you would be around in times such as these. You could have been born 100 years earlier. You could have been born 100 years later. But God saw fit for you to be in existence now. It's your time. So you can't help but be beautiful out there. See, I don't care what Vogue they say is, is beautiful. I don't care what. Uh, what's some cosmopolitan say is beautiful? God done told me I'm beautiful. He made everything beautiful in his own time. And since it's my time, then, then I'm beautiful. Period. Just like I am. Just like he made me. You know, we live in a day now where the people with big lips, they want small lips. People with small lips getting, in, getting stuff put in their lips so they're bigger. People with long hair cutting it all off. People with short hair putting in extensions. Dark-skinned people is, I got a friend of mine sell whitening cream, whitening, whitening lotion, whitening tablets. Down in Nigeria, dark-skinned people want to get lighter, light-skinned people, or fair, or white people or light-skinned laying out in the sun trying to get dark. God is saying, is any, who's, who's satisfied? Tall people bent all over trying to be short or short people wearing high heels, high, high, six-inch heels so they can be tall. God said, who's satisfied? But just how I made them. Who? Who? And see, that's part of the adversary's. That's part of the adversary's game and the adversary's trick. You remember, he came to man with that stuff when when man was perfect, and and basically, in essence, sent a message to man that you ain't quite all right like you are, and that's the same message that a lot of people are still believing today. That you ain't all right like you are. That's basically what the adversary said to man. Man was perfect. Man and woman were perfect, living in a perfect environment. And the adversary comes and says, ah, ain't quite right. Ain't quite right. Not like that. Not like that. And so man took off and started trying to listen to the adversary in order to become more like God. Listen to me, child of God. We're not going to listen to the adversary to become more like God. We're going to listen to God to become more like God. <laughs> the adversary told him, say, when you, if you even shoot an object of evil, you'll be like God. So now the adversary is, I'm hearing God, so now the devil is telling you how to be like me. Now the devil is telling y'all how to be like me. What about how I told you to be like me? God said, what about, what about that? I already told you you was like me. Now you feel like you got to listen to the devil, or now you feel like you got to listen to an outside source to be like me. Be satisfied with how God made you. Be satisfied with what God gave you. Be satisfied with where God placed you. Be satisfied. Father, in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, we thank you again for everything you've shared with us. We pray that your people have been blessed at the preaching and teaching of your word. Father, thank you for your rebuke. 
You told us in your word that all scripture is God breathed and profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Father, we thank you for everything that you have done to us, through us, and for us this evening in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ. Pray, Father, that your word has convicted and converted the sinner today, that they have cried out, What must they do to be saved? Let them know, Father, that if they'll just confess with their mouth and believe in their heart the Lord Jesus that God has raised them from the dead, they shall be saved. We pray for those, Father, who already are saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Spirit, that word has been spoken tonight that will help them get closer to you. Do these things for us, Father, and we'll be very careful to continue giving your name all the glory, honor, and praise. This is our prayer in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. Question one. What, what's that? I don't know. Okay. What is it we should not, when the saints say, what is it we should not get involved in? I don't know the answer to that one uh, right right there myself. But number two, what else? Um, number two, what will God do when you when you have found favor, when he has found favor in you? What will God do when he has found favor in you? Number three. All right, what happened? That's a good question. What what happens when the Holy Spirit gets in the game or gets involved? What happens when the Holy Spirit gets involved? Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.